0: 3 Zoomed into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream
1: audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Examine your reality.
2: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro.
1: I'm Jeremy Miller
2: and uh with us here today we have uh, actor author emmy award winner jesus criminy everything in the under the sun i can't even I, lo- I lost track of the list of things here i feel you know what i feel like uh we have mr sean kane in here but when i introduce you sean yes. it sounds like i i sound like michael buffer introducing a fighter
1: he is the reigning defending undisputed like <laughs> well it kind of it kinda reminded me of you know of rocky three when they're or rocky four when they're introducing apollo creed and his 27 <laughs> nicknames and he finally just looks over at rocky and goes we're almost done you know? <laughs> Well, see, that's
0: one of the benefits of writing your own bio. You can...
1: <laughs> Right? <laughs> that's good yeah. to see you, brother.
0: You too, man. It's always good to see you guys. How you been?
1: Doing real good. Doing it's real good. You good know, work. we're
0: holding
2: there
1: up through all shit. of this.
2: Surviving yeah. life as always man You know Absolutely. so just, try, just trying to make stuff Happen for us but yeah, yeah man I mean we're, we're so happy to have you back uh, We've had you on Here before we, yeah. we love having you Every single time you come through man uh, nice. you, You're such a joy to have Here and uh, you know We can get into entertainment news and everything in a Second but I want to go ahead and focus Really quick I saw something on your Instagram recently About Deacon Sharp yes is he he making a comeback
0: deacon sharp has made a comeback yeah i am uh back on the bold and the beautiful and very excited to be there it's uh, awesome yeah you know that's a character i started playing uh 2000 so it's uh yeah 21 years it's crazy um and uh i just started airing a couple weeks ago and i've been having a blast man
2: that's really cool dude like that's really cool to like have you back
0: thank you guys
2: Definitely, congratulations! I mean, dude, you've had a you've had an incredible year this year, this like is, you.
0: It, yeah,
2: it's been it's been a hell of a year. I mean, you know, you did you also did a movie as well with uh, with uh, Bruce Willis. See, there you yeah. are, right there with Bruce Willis. Yeah. I, I you know. Right I, actually,
0: I actually did two films with Bruce this year. I did, I did one called uh, the on the photo there from uh, Survive the Game, which is out now, and then uh, that was shot in Puerto Rico, and then I got a call from the director uh, for another film that they're doing with Bruce Willis called uh, uh, The Fortress. And they brought me back to do that with him, and uh, what an amazing experience that was. And um, you know, I, back on Bold the Beautiful, I just uh, finished a lifetime film, and um, I, I did something else, but I'm, I'm not able to, I'm not at liberty to discuss it, so there's lots of good stuff going on.
2: G, trying to get you to say something is always so such a pleasure. Cause, geez,
0: listen, please. you sit down. You sit down with the legal team with with some, with some of these shows. And, I feel uh, you, brother. They, trust you know, me. you're gonna you're gonna want to put scotch tape across your mouth by the time they're done with you. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's not me being. uh coy it's uh a healthy respected fear of uh... <laughs>
2: lawyers yes <laughs> right Those damn lawyers yeah oh man it's, it's so funny because um you know i'm talking with jeremy all the time we, we we talk about it from time to time and we're always like i was like i was like man i'm trying to like see if sean can maybe share a little bit of something is he gonna be on cobra kai and everything is he gonna come back and everything uh-huh. and jeremy's like you need to understand something about Sean. He comes from the soap opera world. Trying to get him to actually even give a clue about anything. Good right. luck. Am I, am I wrong? You come
1: from that world. You hey, know listen, how the secrets. Came nobody out likes of the state.
0: to. Nobody likes to talk about themselves more than I do. I mean, believe me. If I could, if I could tell you guys, I would.
2: Oh man! But you know what, though? I mean, regardless, it's. I, I don't know. I guess. When it comes to certain things, I actually love surprises. I'm sure your soap opera fans were incredibly surprised when you showed up back on The Bold and the Beautiful. I mean, how, how, was, how, was, how has the reaction been for you with returning as Deacon Sharp?
0: It's been great. You know, this is a character that uh, really has been a fan favorite for a long time. Uh, he has done some deplorable things, not the least of which is uh, impregnating his mother-in-law. And uh, so now the majority of my story is about getting out of prison and trying to reconnect with my daughter, who was the, uh, the progeny of the relationship I had with my, my then mother-in-law. And so Deacon is now uh, trying to reform his evil ways and, uh, you know, be, be a good guy and a good father to his daughter. And uh, uh, he's... Um, He's got no money, no resources, so he's staying with Sheila Carter, who is one of the resident uh, psychopaths of the show. I mean, if there's one person that you don't want to be hanging out with if you're trying to, you know, go on the straight and narrow, it's it's Sheila. But because Deacon has literally nowhere to stay, uh, and she has graciously offered to let him stay in her hotel, um, he is uh he's he's kind of flirting with the devil there.
2: Wow. So, you know? so excited, I like the- it. The real question is, is Deacon actually reformed? Or are we going to see possibly maybe he's going to be like, yeah, you know, I'm reformed. But then all of a sudden it's like, he, 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 he
0: you know, <laughs> like one of those you know, situations. You know, you know, here, here's what I think. I, I think he genuinely does want to be a better man and have a relationship with his daughter. I think that what's happened is he's done so many deplorable things that, um, Uh, very few people, basically no one trusts him, but his daughter. And so he finds a lot of doors closed off to him. And because of that, you know, he probably will get sucked back into having to, uh, you know, try and find some some surreptitious pathways to getting what he wants because he just probably isn't going to be able to do it in a way that's completely above board.
2: Wow. It's going to be, well, it's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, also, uh, you know. Of course it is. I'm in
1: it well, well i was gonna say well I, of I am not a soap Hello. guy you know maybe that's not obvious or not but never been a soap guy but i gotta yeah. say you're making me want to watch think
0: it's fun stuff it really is i think i'll um, just
1: watch it just
2: just to watch just to watch your series of it to yeah, see exactly yeah. how it unfolds especially yeah. to see if your daughter is you know if the, if the apple doesn't fall f- far from the tree no, she's really
0: good she's like a really kind decent
2: Oh, the opposite of you. Me. Yeah, the, so the exact, opposite of your opposite, character. Opposite. The
0: opposite of your character. So, um, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing to be able to, um, you know, get to work with some frequency in, in this crazy uh, climate that we're all living in right now, you know? I mean, we just uh, narrowly averted uh, an IATSE strike. Um, So, uh, you know, that was that was sort of one of the hurdles. And of course, you know, with COVID and everything, there's all sorts of challenges. So I I just consider myself very lucky and blessed and I'm very humbled to be able to have this job.
2: Dude, man, again, really happy for you, man, for 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 your success right now. But I also have to ask in involving your show Studio City. Uh I mean, you did kind of poke fun. At, at the soap, <laughs> at the soap opera world, a little bit. I mean, are you getting any flack yeah, from
0: little, that? No, every, no, people <laughs> love it. They really do. And um, you know, uh, yeah, maybe poke just a little bit of fun. But 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 really, I want to show what I wanted to show what it was like being a guy that you know stars on a soap opera that he's got all sorts of you know flaws and insecurities and problems and things that every you know he's just a guy trying to figure it out. You know, I mean, you know, when you first see my character, Sam Stevens, you know, you you might kind of think he's a little bit of a douche and you realize very quickly, he's just like another moron like the rest of us, just trying to figure it out and has family issues and work issues and, and, and struggles like everybody else. And it really humanizes the guy. And then you start rooting for him. And he, you know, he, he works on the number two soap opera in the world. And he's very proud of the fact that he was the, uh, uh, the Soap Opera Digest, runner-up for Best up He's always cutting that guy. You know, he's, he's good, but he's cutting that, you know. And uh, um, we're, we're in the process right now of uh, putting together shooting season two. And uh, that's, that's, you know, got all sorts of challenges uh, from a production standpoint. But we are uh, determined to get it done. And I think season two is going to be... Uh, bigger and better, and will continue to reveal lots of fun, um, lots, lots of fun characteristics about these characters that the audience sort of really fell for in the first season, and now wants to, uh, you know, continue down the path with them.
1: Well, i can tell you that's exactly what i'm looking forward to oh, um, thanks, brother. When you just, no really i mean i told you i I absolutely loved the first season i loved Thank what you. you guys did with it um the performances as i told you were amazing you, you actually had me you know tearing up at times and stuff yeah. so i am i connected with those characters and i'm looking yeah. forward to seeing where they're going where that arc takes them
0: it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun um uh, you know we're, we're just trying to juggle it with you know my schedule right now on uh bold the beautiful and a few other things but everyone is extremely committed to it and uh it, it is it's gonna get done i mean you know we we have bootstrapped this thing and it's been a labor of love for everybody involved and uh, you know if we have to grab a camera and do this in my living room we're gonna do it but we're gonna we're gonna bring <laughs> we're gonna bring everybody season two
2: that's awesome man that's awesome i mean we got we I, and, and just so you know we have a a couple of people are tuning in right now uh, Joe Andrew is saying uh, me and my boys are huge cobra kai fans we need some mike Barnes in cobra kai um wh- i mean the question still remains and here we go pulling teeth here yeah 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 <laughs> I, we, I, uh, I mean we go back to the same question i mean right. it's we're going they're going into their what third season and they have no uh, they're they're, they're, or, they're f- filming, oh, sorry,
0: fourth season no no they're filming the fifth season right now has uh, ah, already five seasons. Se- season four is going to drop December thirty first. That's uh, right. I'm not. I'm not sure when season five will be released. I think that's probably uh, a decision Netflix is is you know deciding now. But um, you know it's like I always say, keep the faith. Uh, I, uh, y- you know, the creators of the show are huge fans of all things that are part of the original um, canon, the original Karate Kid universe, and they. They really want to work everybody into the show that they can, but do it in a way that's organic as opposed to uh, not just organic, but, you know, where the characters actually have something to do rather than just be kind of like, you know, stunt casting, like, hey, remember so-and-so from the film while he's in this episode. And so that's what I really love uh, about these guys. And uh, all I can say is keep the faith and keep watching
1: you know we're rooting for it man i mean as a fan of the films know, know you, you know everybody's rooting for it it's a character everybody loved to hate love to hate and, right? um, you know everybody wants to see where he is now so yeah definitely keeping the faith brother i, I just Excellent. i want to
2: see i want to see mike barnes with the puka shells i really, really want to see
1: that
0: <laughs> yeah i the, really uh, want to see that the birkenstock sandals
2: and the- <laughs> yeah. well now it would be <laughs> the croc sandals i think <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be Crocs. <laughs> yeah. that'd be very be very interesting to see all that let's i mean again you know we'll see what happens it, like i said this season four coming up they're bringing back mike barnes old sensei and yes, also Curry's silver. Terry Silver's making that comeback, man. And he looks evil as he did before. A little grayer, but still evil. So, yeah, it should be a very interesting season. I can't wait. I'm hoping – this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that by the time the end of season four – a final episode or whatever. We all of a sudden we see the silhouette of Mike Barnes in the <laughs> shadows, just lurking.
0: You yeah, I can like tell you this: is, is, <laughs> is whatever whatever you think is going to happen, you can leave it up to the creators of the show to probably come up with something that's not at all what mm-hmm. you know. They, they're 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 really good at, at throwing effective curveballs to the audience, and and I think that's one of the reasons that you know I mean like with Chosen, you know, coming back and and now really is an ally of Daniel. I mean, who would have seen that coming? Yeah. Uh, and and I think that's what keeps the whole thing fresh and, and interesting and compelling. That and the fact that they really incorporate uh, some great humor. Um, you know, for me, as, as a guy that's a fan of the show, I love the anachronistic quality that Johnny has where he really is still this, you know, um, child of the 80s, everything from the music to the, You know, the car he drives to everything. And, you know, I'm going to be 55 next month. And I mean, for me, the 80s were one of the greatest decades there was. And so I totally get his character because I think everybody always thinks the best music was from when they were in high school, wherever uh, you might fall age wise. And that that was the best time. And uh, I kind of understand the guy. And so I think that's one of the reasons as a fan, I really uh am drawn to the show and to uh to johnny
2: that's very true that's very true and like you said they do love to throw curveballs because who would have thought johnny and you know daniel were going to be allies i mean that was that was actually i think uh, when they saw that at the end we all cheered for that we're like finally these two Decided to bury the hatchet, grow up and be adults already, you know, (laughs)
0: and actually like
2: go against an evil person. So that's really cool. Can't wait for season four. But as far as you're concerned, man, talk about, like I said before, talk about an incredible year. Emmy Award winner. Congratulations again. I mean, were you expecting it or was did it catch you completely off guard?
0: I don't think you can ever expect it. Um I uh the night, the night of the Emmys, I was um, I was actually teaching a martial arts seminar in my hometown and uh, it was a benefit for my sensei who passed away and, and ironically, um, Uji Okamoto, who played Chosen, came in for it. So that was kind of surreal, like Chosen's in my little hometown of Pennsylvania. That was bizarre, uh, but it was great to see him. And um, I I knew that they were going to make the announcement for the Emmys the same time that I was doing the seminar. And I specifically didn't bring my phone with me because I knew that I was either going to be really disappointed or I was going to be completely elated. And either way, um, you know, these people had come to do this seminar. They didn't come to, you know, see me reacting to the Emmys. So as the seminar ended, my father came in and he just sort of looked at me and I looked at him and I walked close to him and he just sort of whispered he goes you won and and i i got really quiet i just kind of walked off into a corner by myself for a minute and just sort of took it all in and it you know i've been doing daytime since 1992. i've never won an emmy and uh it it just kind of took me a second or two to absorb it and you know it was also really special because my wife michelle is uh she's an executive producer and one of the head writers in the show as well and we won together so that was really special um and um miami sits about half an inch higher than hers does (laughs) i mean i gotta be honest i gotta be honest from a purely selfish point of view i was nominated for uh for outstanding lead actor and i was really hoping that i could have pulled that second one in so i would have. I would have been able to bookend hers, but I suppose for um, marital bliss and, and uh, domestic <laughs> tranquility, it's best that we just have, you know, we have one equally next to the other, which is really kind of uh, metaphoric for our relationship.
1: That's awesome, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. So
2: I mean, I'm so happy for that. Thanks, man. And, 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 and the thing is, in the midst of all this, yeah, you even wrote a book. I did, the way, and I way just, of the cobra.
0: just so happened to have it right here. Well,
2: there you go, look at that. What a coincidence. Way, way of the
0: Cobra, yeah.
2: I mean, t- tell us a little bit about what Way of the Cobra is all about, and, and sure. how, I mean, how did you how did you come up with this concept?
0: So Way of the Cobra is my third book. Um, my last book, which was Success Factor X, wound up being an Amazon New Runners bestseller. Uh, this is a book I'd been working on for quite a while, but it was in a different incarnation. And, you know, when you write a book, that's that's like part one. It's like making a movie, you know. Then you got to get it distributed, and then you got to get people to watch it. And it's the same with a book, you know. You you got to get people to read it. And so I was thinking, okay, I can do this book by this previous title I was going to use, and probably ten people are going to read it, most of whom are my family. And I said, or I can kind of piggyback on this juggernaut that is, you know, the mania for all things Cobra Kai and Karate Kid. And so what I did was I basically took most of the same information and, and retooled it. And so the book is structured that you are a student in my dojo, on the Sensei. Um, the Way of the Cobra, uh, Cobra is an acronym formed from the words character, optimization, balance, respect, and abundance. And these are the strategies and philosophy that I've used in my life to achieve some of the things that I've achieved. Um, Uh, It's divided up into belt rankings, starting with white belt, going to black belt. Um, I use a lot of autobiographical stories to illustrate some of the lessons and uh, um, things that I, I espouse in the book. And, you know, I always say this. I say, you know, before you think I'm, you know, levitating above the ground on top of a mountain, Man do contemplating my navel know that I wrote this book because I've made every mistake in it ten times over and and I wanted to pass along some of the you know the lessons that I've learned uh, you know being in the trenches in Hollywood for 30 plus years and uh, bringing in my martial arts background and um, you know and and I, I hear from people literally every day from around the world that they are affecting Paradigm shifts in their life uh, based on based on the information in the book, and I, I you know really put my heart and soul into it, and uh, I, I am trying to get it into as many people's hands as possible. If you'd like to get it, you can get it at wayofthecobra.com. and just I'll close with this. You know the reason I know this works about five years ago, I found myself in an interesting place, and I think you guys can probably relate. I I had had some pretty good success. I'd had some you know epic failures some of which were pretty well publicized and i was looking in the mirror thinking okay what's next what what is the next chapter going to be as i'm approaching you know i'm 50 years old um and i didn't have any prospects for acting work things had ground to a complete halt for me i was you know dealing with some old demons that had reared their heads and i I realized very quickly i needed to start doing some things very differently very quickly and so i decided that the first thing was rather than wait for my ship to come in i was going to build the damn ship i just had to figure out how to do it and so i started doing a couple of things very differently and i started having some incredible results very quickly and it snowballed from there and um writing the book i'm convinced you know actually sitting down and finishing it has had a tremendous amount to do with all of the stuff that has happened for me this year
2: that's incredible man that's really really, that's inspiring right there i mean and and you did this during covid right during the pandemic you're writing the book yeah so 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 in the midst of all the darkness that was around that was surrounding the world at the time you found a way of turning something that was so negative yeah. and creating something so positive that people needed to have at the time that at the, at that at, well yeah. right now actually
0: you know that's a it's a really good point that you made that that this is a book that I really feel that is timely because so many people have literally just had the shit kicked out of them from COVID they have had their lives turned upside down a lot of people are now reintegrating back into. You know into socializing into the work life and you know they need something that's going to give them kind of a psychic kick in the ass and um this book definitely does that you know one of the things that i had said to myself when all this pandemic craziness started i I made the conscious decision that i wasn't just going to survive but i was going to thrive i was going to find a way that this was going to be my best year ever and I, I suppose that's pretty arrogant, um, coming from where I was at the beginning of it. And um, I, I just kept doing the next right thing. And I mean, you know, you know, Jeremy, I just oh, kept. Yeah, and you know what's funny is, like, for, for a couple years, I I had been I had been trying to do the next right thing. Um, it was interspersed with, you know, me struggling through some stuff. But I, I just wasn't getting the tangible results that I wanted. And then all of a sudden in 2021, it, it all just kind of, there was a, 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 the skies opened up and there was a deluge of great stuff. And the reason I say that is that I think a lot of times people get really frustrated. You know, they, they say to themselves, I'm doing the right thing. You know, I'm, I'm doing everything I should be doing and I'm not getting, the universe isn't rewarding me for it and i would say two things to that i would say the first is that we don't do right things so the universe rewards us that's the first thing we do right things because they're the right things to do that's the first that's thing the second thing is that at least in my experience you can do the right thing for a while and not necessarily see the tangible benefits of it and then it builds to critical mass and then it explodes and and so for those people that are frustrated and that um, you know are like you know what you know screw it I'm, I'm, I'm I'm giving up on that app that I've been designing for two years or that book that I'm writing or that diet I'm following or whatever you know what stick it out for one more day just stick it out for one more day because you never know it sounds cliche and maybe even you know a little bit naive but you never know when that day is gonna come when everything changes and sometimes things change on a dime in an in instance and other times you know they change more slowly but I'm convinced that if you keep doing the right thing you keep grinding working hard you know um, acting with integrity being a compassionate loving kind human being that that the wheel spins your way sooner or later
1: oh I'm scared that- I agree. Well, yeah. You're just an evil person. Yeah, I'm just a horrible person. (laughs) I've I've always believed that completely, brother. You know that. Um, I've always compared it to uh, poker strategy. Mm. Because the best poker players in the world do not play results-based poker. Absolutely. You make the right decisions and the right choices over and over and over and over over time. And those right decisions pay off eventually. bad players sit there and fold when they're supposed to and then see that oh well that hand i should have you know i folded well that would have won me you know a couple hundred thousand dollars well yeah because you would have gotten lucky the right decision is still the right decision and if you follow that and the longer you follow it the better it pays off in the end
0: right i I completely agree with that
2: and and to be honest i mean hearing this is actually uh it's fortuitous because as 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 jeremy knows um i had a rough night on saturday i was pretty much you know at my wits end he knows about a lot of the stuff that i kind of vented to him and listening to right. everything you just said He's about my baby i'm a cry baby i yeah. am i can't help myself but uh, listening to what you what you said yeah you know just stick it out for one more day just yeah. one more day you know that that can actually keep anybody going i mean I, I would imagine that's i mean not to put a dark twist on it but that w- that's how inmates mainly feel when they're in prison you know and they're about to like right. be released like right. just one more day just one more day you know, come the, on. What the,
0: one of the things that i find is a really great strategy when when you find yourself in that kind of mental space is you know go get out of your head and be of service do something for someone else i am a firm believer that you know by doing estimable acts we build self-esteem and one of the you know uh, listen we're human beings which means that we are largely ego driven beings and when you when you can detach yourself from your ego and, and get out of your own head and do something selflessly for somebody else um it's amazing how the mental swirl between your ears dissipates, and the clouds part, and you start to see more clearly, and that allows you to re-engage into the battle.
1: Absolutely, brother.
2: Very true. Very true, man. And in in uh, in talking about this, Jeremy, you had actually a topic regarding uh,
1: Britney Spears mm-hmm. that
2: you know Sean can actually uh, can can. Well, you said that Sean can actually relate to something like this. Well
1: coming
2: from the soap opera world
0: oh i think he froze yeah jeremy froze
2: <laughs> oh right Bring when he was go. about to get to the good stuff <laughs> there he is
0: <laughs> he froze up there buddy
1: and he's st- he st- you know the soap opera world yeah can you guys hear me yeah yeah we can hear Yeah, we're good you guys had a lot of unreasonable expectations put upon you i mean the fans in a lot of ways believe your characters right. i mean there you have a lot of there's a lot of stories that go with people not re- being able to differentiate between you and your characters things right. like that yeah well i mean we all know what kind of life this poor girl has had to lead right. we've all seen child stars taken advantage of by family all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff well there was an article that she she put out a kind of an interview where she basically just talked about how even now that she's free, she's living every moment terrified because right. she's afraid, afraid to of make taking the wrong
0: thing. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Just taking one step out of line and she's, you know, she feels like she's going to lose all this freedom she just finally gained. Yeah. And um, I just you know how we ruin children in this business i mean it's just such right. a horrible I, I just don't think anybody's talking about the I, after effects of i hope
0: stuff. so i you know I, I hope she gives herself the permission to make some mistakes i mean I, you know not i'm not talking about you know substance driven mistakes mm-hmm. or mistakes that are you know being an abject shit show because of behavior but she's gonna make mistakes because you have to believe and i don't know her personally but it would seem to me that on some levels, you know, sh- her growth has been stunted at a very early age, and mm-hmm. you know, while on the one hand she's a multi-award winning, multi-millionaire entertainer, you know, having a residency at Vegas at one point, she's also, in a lot of ways, somebody who is a little girl who has, uh, you know, been oddly um infantilized and parentified at the same time which are two opposite ends of the spectrum you know she's she's had to be the parent in some respects and she's been you know probably doesn't know how to you know balance a checkbook in another and um she's got to give herself the permission to um make some mistakes because if not it's going to start seeping into her art and whenever you're afraid to make mistakes as an artist uh you you cease to become interesting you become derivative and you become you know cliche and predictable and that's death so uh you know i i hope she i hope she figures that out and has some good people around her
1: same here man
2: i couldn't yeah. I, I mean i i was just i'm I'm listening to the words of wisdom from two people that actually came from the industry that like pretty much it's it's a terrible industry, really. You always have to be walking on (laughs) eggshells. It's
0: tough. I mean, you know, Jeremy had it a lot harder than I did, though. I I wasn't really a child actor. I mean, I came out when I was, um, you know, I came out when I was probably about 19 years old. And I mean, I I certainly made tons of mistakes and whatever, but I, I wasn't, I was still, you know, relatively an adult. Um you know, and and uh, you know, emancipated the sense that I wasn't living under my parents' roof who were controlling me, et cetera. And you know, Jeremy was a child actor. and I mean that's that's rough. you know, being, being a little kid bringing in the paycheck and I, you know, that goes with all sorts of stuff goes with that that you certainly know better than I, Jeremy.
1: Oh, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's, pardon my French, but it's a mindfuck. It is. It it definitely messes with you when you're young, um, that responsibility. But again, I mean, I didn't have it anywhere near as bad as a lot of people did. I mean, I've always said my experience was probably as good as you can get in the business. Right. And I see something like this, and it just tears my heart out. It really does, because we all had friends. I mean, we all knew younger people who were taken advantage of by family who had their lives destroyed. I mean, you and I both... I'm sure can count on more fingers than we want the people we've yeah. lost in this business to yeah. exactly that kind of thing. So absolutely, I, I really, like you said, I hope she's got some good people around her. And that was an incredible point. Really, Sean, giving herself permission to fail, yeah. you know, and to be human is probably one of the biggest steps she could take right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I talk about it in the book. I mean, you know, the, the, you know, a guy that a guy that fails seven out of 10 times in baseball winds up in Cooperstown and yep. gets $20 million a year. You know, so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's okay, and people are very forgiving as long as those failures don't come from a place of malice or, um, you know, ego and self-importance. If it comes from a place of, I don't have a lot of life experience in this area, and there's gonna be a learning curve, I find that people are generally, um, you know, they're, they're forgiving. It's it's when it's when you you know you sort of take this you know uh, holier than now position and then you know it's the, you're setting yourself up from a <clears throat> for a fall from grace and, and people are pr- pretty pretty slow to want to pick you up.
2: That's crazy. Like that that world, I can't even imagine how that world is like. I mean, everybody always sees that world as oh, it's fame, it's fortune, but there's just so much so, so much deeper that goes into that world. Of entertainment yeah. and it's just such such a deeper hole that many people don't know about that they don't understand yeah. that some don't get out of alive. Like yeah, it's it's and it's and that's in a literal sense too. Yeah. You know,
1: some of the some of them don't get out of it alive, and it's an unfortunate well, thing, but again, I mean, it's one thing we've talked about is it's changed. I mean when I was doing it, the game was different. And everybody wasn't running around with a camera in their pocket and a video, you know, video so recorder true. in their pocket to see everything you so do. True. I mean, yeah. these kids have, and not only that, they have to have a social media presence. They have yeah. to be out here showing everything they do in their life. And I, that would have driven me insane as a yeah. kid. I you know, honestly don't think I could have done that as a kid.
0: Yeah. You know, I I, I know I keep parking back to my book, but um, this this month is... Um, Bullying Awareness Month, and so I'm uh, I'm doing some work <clears throat> on behalf of that. And one of the things that I say in the book, and that I'm also um, trying to impress upon kids, is that uh, you know if if you look to other people's outward representations of their success and compare it to your own, you are going to be incredibly insecure. And uh, the reality is that. Um, You know, success is not the bloated Instagram feed parading conspicuous consumption of celebrities. Uh, You know, you know, working in Hollywood that so much of that's crap and manufactured anyway, Jeremy. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I I was I made a video the other day and I was talking about discipline. I was like, you know, everybody struggles with discipline. I said I should have taken. And I said one of the greatest things to do is to remove temptation. And I said I should have taken my own advice. I said, uh, because it's three o'clock in the morning, I was in a hotel and I visited my mini bar and I said, I wasn't drinking, but I said, you know, I, I beat the shit out of a bag of chocolate covered almonds. And I said, you know, I should have (laughs) just taken them out of there. And I said, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to give you guys, um, a, a little bit of advice. You know, if you're trying, say for instance, you're stuck struggling with eating, you know, um, stop watching TV. I said, you know, um, uh, advertisements are, uh, you know, engineered to elicit a Pavlovian response from you so that when you see certain things and you're not hungry, you suddenly get hungry. And I said, here's a little inside information from a guy in Hollywood. I said, beautiful supermodels twerking on sports cars. Do not eat triple bacon cheeseburgers. I said, you know, ripped up dudes on the beach. Don't drink a case of Budweiser every weekend while they're playing football. I said, I mean, use common sense. And, and don't believe everything that you're seeing, and that also goes for young girls seeing, um, you know, some other girl in their, uh, you know, their grade posting stuff where she's got 19 filters on, and you know, she looks like she just walked off the catwalk in Milan. Yeah. I mean, my my uncle had this great saying, and it's again, it's in the book. He said, "Things aren't always what they seem. Skim milk masquerades as cream."
2: That's a good one. That's actually a really good quote right there. Yeah, I like that. That's actually a good one. I mean, well, I would drop
0: a mic if I had it right now. I don't have it, but (laughs) I would drop one. (laughs) I'd be like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Good. Dave, Dave, they make great Christmas gifts. Buy the book already. God, hey done right there there's the plug right there well, well I'll, sean, I'll
1: give it a little plug real quick i mean sean i don't want thanks, to blow man. any more smoke up your butt buddy but yes. seriously i usually have to guys go that, out but... and check out the. go out and check out this book seriously sean is yes, one man. of the most dedicated single-minded focused guys i've ever met and if you want yes. to have a little bit of that in your life this is probably the book you need to read i'm being dead Thank serious
0: you. i appreciate that jeremy i really do you i really definitely... do
1: We'll
2: definitely, we'll definitely, uh, you know, we'll post the uh, the link uh, to where they can go ahead and find yes. your book on here. But most importantly, Sean, I know you got stuff to do. You're very busy, man. So I'm not going to take too much more. We're not going to take too much more of your time here. So where can people stalk you on social media?
0: <laughs> you can stalk me on social media at Sean.Kanan on Instagram, at Sean, Cannon, at Sean on Twitter. And uh, tomorrow, Uh, I will be on The Talk, which is, sorry about that, I'll be on The Talk, uh, which I believe is 1 p.m. right after The Bold and the Beautiful on CBS uh, Pacific Time, and uh, please check that out, and um, yeah, uh, you know, please check out the book, and I love when people uh, reach out to me on social and and talk to me about the book and have questions and everything, and I really do my best to try and uh, communicate and respond to them, so... I'm here. Thanks so much, Sean. Right, I mean, we'll definitely, we'll definitely have both to... you guys and uh, love uh, you who, knows, who, knows, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll have something really fun to share with you uh, down the road. Oh, are nice. well, 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 you're, you're coming good. back.
2: I mean, you're coming back. You're, you you're, know we're right to trying to get info. <laughs> I mean, all the time. That's just that's just inevitable here. N- maybe next time. Actually, maybe next time we could talk yeah. a little bit about Murder Mysteries. You know, the Zodiac Killer. They just. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah you, sure.
0: we, you, know, you know how
2: much you love to talk about that. I love that, that so. stuff,
0: man. Absolutely. I mean, you know, anything you want. All right, guys. Listen, take care and uh, all the best and we'll be in touch, okay? Likewise. I so will talk to you, man. Later.
2: That was Sean Canaan, man. I, I I love having him on here every single time. It you know it uh, it never gets old having him on here. I mean, always a
1: ball to talk to, and you know, a, a knowledgeable guy who um, trust me, you guys are gonna want to check out that book. And you know, like you said, he's got some nuggets of wisdom that will really help you out. Very intelligent. He's a
2: very intelligent. He, uh, he is, and he's a great to guy him. too.
1: I mean, oh. that's. Absolutely adore that guy. So, so glad he was on again.
2: Amazing person. We'll definitely have to like have him back on again very soon. Uh, Jessica, Jessica uh, is also saying, she's saying, uh, thank you for using your platforms in a positive way. Uh, Joe says, thank you, Sean. And Jessica says, also says, thank you, Sean, as well. Uh, A lot of people on here really enjoyed having, uh, watching Sean uh, on the, on, on the Navarro Miller report. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, you know, again, it's always every time he comes on here, he always has so much wisdom to share. And I really appreciate that off of Sean. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it and, so, and it's so it's so contradictory to his character, Mike Barnes, obviously. <laughs> you know,
1: so. well, Sean's a guy who's been through a lot. He's seen a lot. And unlike a lot of people, he has a lot of self-reflection and introspection. So he's learned. From all of those experiences And he knows how to articulate it Talk about it And, you know, really um, Be honest about where he's been So he, it's, he's a very inspiring guy to talk to And as you said Very knowledgeable and inspiring
2: Yep, definitely going to have to Have him back on here again very soon uh, in, uh, in other news today uh, We had a very unfortunate loss today uh, We lost former uh, Former General Colin Powell uh, also, he was a f- former uh, Secretary of State. Um, you know, he died, unfortunately, of COVID complications at the age of 84 today. Uh, apparently, uh, he was battling cancer. Uh, it was uh, myeloma, I believe it's called, and it attacks the plasma cells of the body, which pretty much are the immune. It's the It controls the immune system. So he was definitely immunocompromised. He was definitely fully vaccinated. But unfortunately, in his state uh battling cancer it it, you know COVID took them unfortunately and and i mean i know that there's gonna be a lot of anti-vaxxers are gonna say oh well he was fully vaccinated and he still died people you gotta understand one thing just because you have the vaccine doesn't mean you're immortal it's i mean if you are immunocompromised if you have cancer if you have some if you if you have something in your system that is killing your immune your immunity then no no amount of a vaccine is going to is going to is going to save your life from something like covid right now. I mean, the best thing you could do is have people around you. I mean, I don't know how how Mr. Powell got his uh, got covid, but somebody around him probably that, you know, and I hate to assume, but, you know, that's the only way you could get it is from somebody around you that wasn't vaccinated. Well, you or, have to I don't figure
1: know. it, you know, 84 year old man wasn't out partying a lot during his cancer treatments. So, I mean, you have to assume he was at home, mostly around family or doctors or otherwise. So it, there wouldn't be a large selection of places you would assume he was going at that point. Um, before I get into the political aspects of this you know the the COVID part of it let's acknowledge the fact of what colin powell was um he was a man that was very well respected on both sides of the aisle that he was very respected by all of his colleagues he was a stand-up guy he's not a man we ever heard about with any huge scandals or anything this was a a very respected man across the board and no matter how you feel about you know the the war in Iraq and Afghanistan and everything else or how we got led there he was someone who stood up for what he believed in he was honest from what I mean from everything we've seen he was scandal free and again respected by those who worked with him and against him at different times so that's a pretty incredible man to have achieved all the things that he did um so much much respect and it is a big loss to a lot of people
2: exactly exactly i mean he was the first uh african-american uh secretary of state Mm -hmm. uh so i mean he he accomplished so much he achieved uh historic um you know his historical uh uh achievements i mean he did so much for this country he loved this country i mean the man just gave his entire life for this country so he absolutely did
1: i have nothing but respect for him along those lines um now let's get on to the rest of it yes the anti-vaxxers have already started up within an hour or two of the news you know being um released that colin had passed away from COVID complications they were already all over the message boards and all over twitter talking about how you know this shows how useless the vaccine is and everything else the man was 84 years old and battling cancer okay everything in his body was not working everything was at its most vulnerable It's, you know, people just they want to lump everything into if it doesn't, you know, if there's any exception, well, then it couldn't possibly work. No, it does work, but the, as you said, it doesn't make you invincible, it's a fact. If you're already immunocompromised, if you're already much older and your body is very susceptible to a lot of things, the vaccine will help you, but it is not a guarantee that your body still won't fail under those stressed conditions.
2: That's like saying, thats like saying you know, a person got shot and killed in the head and they were fully vaxxed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, come on! You know, you're still going to die from a bullet to the brain. <laughs> I mean, it's not the vaccine's not going to stop that. So, I mean, you know, it's not going to make you Superman, no matter how many you know conspiracy theories say that we turn into metallic things. I'm still waiting for my superpower. I've had right? my t- Do I have to get the booster
1: to get my superpower? What is
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you about my cousin. My cousin, he's just like he's just like, oh yeah, um yeah. We can now control you with the government. Now, you know, we could actually, you know, you have the GPS already. Installed in you, you're good. Well, you're low Jackson
1: you, That's what my buddy told me as well. I told him, no, don't worry about it. I rubbed the magnet over it <laughs> beforehand, so I was all good. Oh my
2: god, um, we got a couple of people that are uh, actually talking on the on the stream right now, Joe. Yeah, this question actually is to me. Yay, I got a question. Uh, he says, Dave, who are you? When I first saw this podcast, I thought you were in Jane's Addiction, LOL. <laughs> no, that's the other Dave Navarro. We both have the same uh, first and last name. Uh, I'm actually, I've been doing podcasting, a little bit about me. I've been doing podcasting since 2010. Uh, I have my degree in journalism and mass communication, so I am a legitimate Journalist like I can actually say I'm a legitimate Journalist that's actually what i went to school for Graduated with honors thank you very Much magna cum laude right here and uh, Yeah so I uh, we I've been doing podcasting I've been Doing broadcasting this is this is my niche right here And uh, if you don't like it Well I don't care so (laughs) (laughs) There's the Door (laughs) But anyways uh, it's also We have Derek that says boy it's Really hard to balance watching you guys Monday Night Football and NC yeah, yes. Pick one, Derek. Hey, Pick one. No, I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs>
1: Balanced it. That's that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good company to be in. I'm good with that.
2: Seriously, he's like probably like you know going through like switching channels. Like, oh my god, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. What's going on here? So, uh, but anyways, um, yeah, uh, that's a little bit about uh, on the stream here. Uh, in other uh, entertainment news man i love this movie when it came out mel brooks history of the world was an incredible movie laughed my ass off every time i saw it looks like they're doing a history of the world 2 series that is set for hulu hulu just ordered this and this includes i mean mel brooks is coming back as uh, executive producer, obviously, of the of the series, but also there's a lot of other people that are involved in this right now. Uh, on Variety.com, uh, it says, uh, you know, uh, History of the World Part 2 is described as a sequel to the 1981 film. Uh, it, Brooks is a writer and executive producer on the series, along with Nick Kroll, Wanda Sykes, Ike Barinholtz, David Stassen, and Kevin, uh, Kevin uh, Salter. So... That's a pretty big Array of Incredible funny people That are involved in this project There is no set date as to when it will premiere But I can guarantee you this It's going to be freaking hilarious Mel Brooks, I mean he's like close to 100 at this point and he's still doing it God
1: bless him for that i cannot wait to see this one of my favorite comedies of all time it uh it ranks just behind blazing saddles as one of my favorite comedies ever um there's been rumors for many years i think this is probably i don't know what iteration of of concepts it is for for history of the world too because there have been rumors about a history of the world too for 20 years yep also spaceballs it, about it's possibly in production or they're talking about this or someone's put forward a new script or so i am i mean they've been teasing us for so long I, i'm i'm dying to see what they do with it um and, i'm not and this sure isn't even a movie no it's going to be a show which is yeah. great i love the idea of this being an ongoing type thing but i am very curious in today's pc world (laughs) especially for the networks how exactly they're gonna work this out because mel brooks at his best was always pushing boundaries and uh you know as we all know blazing saddles is one of the funniest as well as probably one of the most offensive films in the world if you look at it from that pc perspective we were just talking about this last week we were just talking about it last week. If yeah. you don't know the, if you don't know the background, if you don't know that Richard Pryor helped write it, if you don't know yep. all the things that went into it, you know. But I'm not sure how far they can push things now. I mean, I, it's unless it was something they were releasing fully independent. How far can they really go without uh, without getting some smackdown on them?
2: Oh man, it's going to be so difficult. I mean, they're going to be like having to walk on eggshells, like you said, in this new PC era. Oh man, it's it's not gonna be easy for them. But I'm like it's like like you, I'm
1: anxious to see Oh yeah. I'm I'm dying to see what they do with it, what path they take with it.
2: It's definitely it's definitely gonna be something that I'm gonna be interested in. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hooked. I mean, it's Mel Brooks. You can't go wrong with Mel Brooks, for God's sake. Come on. Uh in other entertainment news, DC Phantom has some major hits set for 2022-23. 20, My god. God they came in hard. They saw what Marvel put out and they're like we're not going down without a fight You guys are gonna have to like, you know smack us as hard as you can, but that's not happening. You have I mean They showed black Adam, which is incredible that that, Oh my god. It looks so awesome They have the flash they showed like a little teaser of the flash which Michael Keaton reprises his role as Batman You, Jeremy, you went to the premiere of Batman when you were a
1: kid. I mean, the little boy inside of you must be screaming wanting to see this now. Is dying to see it. I mean, just, I, I was already interested, of course, but the fact that Michael is reprising his role I absolutely am dying to see it. I'm dying to. And that'll lead us into something we're going to talk about in a few about the new Batman as well. But it, <laughs> it, really, it really is something that anybody who was a fan of the original Batman, I'm not taking anything away from the Christian Bale Batmans or anything else. Um, but man, that Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson Batman had just the right mix of action and dark, but still kept some of that comic book fun as well. And for somebody who was 12 years old, 12 and a half when it came out, man, it was just it was one of my favorite films of that year. And I'm I'm, I'm geeking out to see Michael come back as the Batman.
2: Oh, It's going to be insane. I mean, they still they still they haven't set a date of the release. They just at the end of the trailer says in production. I'm like, you got to you got to be kidding me right now. Give me a date. They're not going to give
1: you no way. They're not giving you.
2: Ugh.
1: Oh, man, it's just it's tough. And you're, you're well, It's it like, we talked like... about I mean. I'm really hoping that DC has started to find their groove. Yeah. I mean, we all know as fans of this genre, their first offerings with Justice League and with others. So we're a little rough, uh, to be kind. Um, but it seems like they're getting, you know, they're really starting to find their, um, their style. Their niche. And their niche of how they want to tell these stories. And again, they seem to be doing it and finding their groove at a time where Marvel's most vulnerable where they're changing characters where we don't have the same connection to their lead characters that we that we had that was built up over 20 plus years now you know of these marvel films um i like what dc is doing i like the direction they're going and i really hope they keep it up
2: and and you know going to i mean you know speaking of the batman they actually released another trailer of the Batman with uh with uh with uh, uh, what's his, what's his face? Robert Pattinson, Pattinson, that guy. What's his face? I I'm I I can't. Okay, I can't for the life. Of- hmm. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! That was sorry weird. sorry, there, guys. Are we still live? <laughs> that was, yeah, we're still live. That was a little weird. technical glitch there. <laughs> That was really weird. Anyways, so, um so yeah, it was it's one of those things where I'm just like I'm really really hoping that Robert Pattinson on there that was just something that uh you know that, that 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 I just can't wrap my head around him being the Batman. He's too small, he's too skinny. I just I can't see it. I mean, it's almost like Batman the teenage years. You know, like, that's how I look at it, you know? And yep. then I heard him talk and I'm just like, nah, nah. I mean, but Zoe Kravitz as Selina Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, I can get on board with that one. She looks gorgeous. She looks really sexy. Of course you one. can.
1: Well, yeah. You know. um, I've got a little different take on this. First of all, I know because of the genre and how big it was, people hear Robert Pattinson and all they think of is Twilight you know i mean it's it's kind of ingrained in people's heads what a lot of people don't realize is robert has actually done a couple of really solid turns in some independent films since then i wish i could remember the name of um i've seen at least two or three where he put in one hell of a performance in a couple of smaller indies um where he really got to kind of choose some grittier material so for his performance i have no doubt he can deliver on that I'm withholding judgment simply because, as I talked about, I can't picture him in the role either. You know, I think a lot of people are having that problem. I can't picture him as Batman. A lot of people felt the same way about Michael Keaton when he was chosen. There was a huge, huge backlash against Michael Keaton being chosen as the Batman. And it worked. I mean, people thought there's no way, there's no way that Michael Keaton can pull this off, that he can be commanding enough or intimidating enough or whatever it was. And they called him too small and they called him all this different stuff. And look what happened. It worked. So I'm reserving judgment until I see it just simply for that reason, because I was of that mindset too. I didn't see how, I mean, I loved Michael Keaton, thought he was brilliant, but I didn't see him. How is Beetlejuice going to be Batman?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was, you know,
1: in my (laughs) head, I just. Could not fathom it. So I bet, I I, just, I'm, I, I'm giving Robert the the benefit of the doubt until I see it. I'm completely reserving judgment because you never know. Robert, you get Jeremy's approval. You don't get mine.
2: I'm sorry. Uh, I can't. I saw some of the trailer for it, and I saw his whole emo character, and he's like, I don't know what to do. And blah blah blah. It almost felt like a boot commercial. It was weird. I just was like, I can't do this. I can't watch this. Like, we'll really, see. Really. No, I can't. Just, yeah, no, 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 can't do it. Can't do it. But, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see. I mean, the Batmobile doesn't even look like a Batmobile. It looks like a freaking, I mean, here's Bruce Wayne, one of the richest men in the world. I saw the Batmobile. It looks like he just souped up a freaking GT Charger. It looks horrible. It doesn't even look like, no, no, I, I can't. I can't. Just like you with the Joker with uh Joaquin Phoenix as Joker you refuse I I can I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch this I don't know if I'm going to be able to, watch this.
1: to do with Joaquin I told you that it was performance I know that thing.
2: I know it wasn't that it was because of the story but I, what I'm saying is that I'm kind of like where you were at with that this is where I'm at with this I can't do it it's just uh, I I'm, I don't know I don't know I'll probably end up watching it eventually cuz you know it's my job but uh cindy just said dave navarro could be the batman <laughs> which <laughs> one me <or> the guitarist <laughs> anyways another 10 like, years
1: will make you the old beaten up retired batman
2: thanks a lot man with the whole freaking like walker like, i'm batman there i'll get away from me you know but anyways um but in talking about how dc came out with all these like Crazy. I mean Aquaman's coming out as well. That's another one the, another trailer that they came out with that one comes out next year There's just so many that it looks like Disney because Disney's with Marvel uh, Disney decided to shuffle a couple of the uh, a couple of the things right now on, on their release dates because I'm sure that they saw after DC fandom they were like, okay, we got to rearrange a couple of things here and there, you know, so they decided to, um, uh, this is Variety.com again, it says Disney has delayed release plans for several upcoming films, including Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness from March 25th to May 6th, Thor Love and Thunder from May 6th to July, to July 8th, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, I actually I'm looking forward to that one, uh, from July 8th to November 11th. Uh, with Black Panther's sequel jump into November, The Marvels, quote, The Marvels, that's another movie, has been postponed to early 2023, and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was bumped from February 17th to July 28th, 2023. Now, coincidence? I don't know, because this just so happened the day after DC Fandom. I mean... I don't know if that's a, such a coincidence, and they've also they also went ahead and uh, Indiana Jones is another one too. Indiana Jones five, yes, five. Um, pretty soon we're gonna oh be God, like, just let it be better than Crystal Skull, please. <laughs> well, well, here's please. the thing: I I, I so want to be like in in uh, in Spaceballs, where he's like, we're gonna be like Indiana Jones five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting to that point. <laughs> but yeah that one actually um you know they've actually that installment it's been back nearly a year so i it's they're shuffling a lot there's gotta be a reason why i'm thinking it has a lot to do with dc they want to kind of see what happens with that but
1: uh i don't know we'll see i mean they may be just trying to give themselves a little more time to build some more momentum um i the 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 new movies for Marvel, I'm not saying them in particular have a different feel, but the momentum around them, the excitement that they're generating definitely feels different. Yeah. Um, You know, it's less. People don't seem as excited for the new Marvel releases as they were for Avengers and their previous titles. Um, Me personally, very much looking forward to the new Black Panther. Um, But I got to tell you, most of their other releases don't excite me enough to make me want to rush out and see them like the Eternals their... is interesting again it's interesting but I am not a hardcore diehard comic guy true I don't know all the offshoot, offshoot universes all the crossovers all those different things that the true fanboys got into so I don't have any idea what the Eternals are or the Marvels or the this or that the, I, I don't know and, and because of that I'm not that interested right now um, so maybe, maybe they're just looking for a way to increase that momentum and the buzz around them and give themselves a little more time. You know, this is something interesting. Cindy actually just commented, commented and said,
2: they play Marvel soundtracks at six flag magic mountain. <laughs> That's a slap in the face. <laughs> hey, I mean, really DC doesn't have a soundtrack, so I really don't blame them too much for that. <laughs> I mean, you know they, they still have the whole the old batman done da-da-da-da, that one so
1: again, we're not as familiar with the themes of the d c characters and it hasn't been ingrained in us over the last fifteen twenty years like the Marvel ones have so give them time,
2: yeah, little by little we'll see we'll see how that goes <laughs> uh going on to sports uh we actually want to go ahead and and talk a little bit about. The Dodgers being down two games to the Braves. You're a Dodgers fan. I'm a Dodgers fan. Right now, we also also just saw, or actually I just saw on the feed right now, Cindy is saying that Red Sox are beating the Astros. So...
1: um... The Astros have definitely uh, been struggling against Boston. In the last couple games, uh, Boston's really had their number. Um man, the Dodgers, these have been some close games. The Dodgers are not hitting right now. And personally, it doesn't look, I mean, not taking anything away from the Atlanta pitchers, but they don't look like overly dominant. It just looks like our guys are not, you know, they're just missing by a bit here and there. And I'll tell you, I said it before the playoffs. I told you we were going to miss Max Muncie's bat. You know, a guy who batted 300, 30 plus RBI, 30 plus home runs, 90 plus RBIs. That's some offense we are really, really missing right now. Whew. And uh, that pop in the middle of the lineup would have made a would have made a big difference. We um, just
2: real quick, real quick, I hate to cut you off, but Cindy just posted the score: nine
1: three Red Sox. Yep, they're killing them these last Whew. couple games. They have been torching the Astros, so uh, they seem to have their number at the moment. <laughs> Hopefully, the Dodgers will pull it out, man. I mean, last year we were down three to one, and we came back and we beat them in seven. Um, it's never over. And these games have been close enough that I'm yeah. not horrifically worried. I mean, we've lost on two walk-offs. It could swing the other way very easily coming back to L.A., but right now, I don't know. Our offense looks very lethargic. We're not getting the big clutch hits. We're leaving a lot of guys on base. And, uh, man, I really wish we had Max in the middle of the lineup right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, the argument could be said that we were also down when we played against San Francisco, and we still came back
1: and we beat them. So, like I said, there's still hope. There's still hope, right? I, I am not in any way writing the Dodgers off. They still have more than enough talent to figure it out. But uh, man, those bats gotta come alive a little bit. We can't be leaving people on base every single time.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Derek is commenting, saying only because the Astros aren't beating their
1: trash cans. <laughs> That's probably why well, the they, A- took the, they took the Astros trash cans away. It makes exactly. it harder to hit when you don't know what's coming.
2: Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, the Come on. Astros- you know,
1: my friends in Houston, you know, I love needling you. I don't. You and your
2: tears. <laughs> I'm like, I can't stand the Houston assholes. I mean Astros. I got I just comes out. It just comes, out that, way. It. It just comes out that way. What can I say? That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for joining our podcast again. Again, thank you to Sean Kanan for stopping by. Uh, always a pleasure to have him. And Mr. Miller, thank you for being my 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 everything, sir.
1: I am the wind beneath your wings, brother. Yes,
2: yes, you are. You fly (laughs) with me. You fly with me. Fly. (laughs) Uh, Thank
1: you guys for joining us. It's been a ball as usual.
2: Yes, yes, it has. And make sure you join us again this Friday uh, at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so, you know, you can hit that notification button every time we go live and every time we post something on YouTube as well. Did you Uh, say this Thursday? No, Friday. You said Thursday. I said Friday. You said Thursday. We'll, 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 we'll go ahead and rewind it back, okay? How about that? I said Friday. I know I said Friday. Stop getting <laughs> to my head. Anyways, make sure you follow us on social media. Our social media is in the description along with uh, Sean Kane's so- social media and where you can buy his book, uh, Way of the Cobra. See? Joe just said right now. Joe, uh, thank you. Somebody's watching. <laughs> Joe just said he said Friday,
1: bruh. Okay. See? That- I Awesome. Told you. I'm good. I'm fine with being wrong. I heard Thursday. I wanted to make sure people knew we weren't on Thursdays. No, so. of course we're not on Thursday. I know when we're on. <laughs> Anyways. You I may know. It doesn't mean your mouth said it. I you know what I, I agree it happened this time he said it i admit i'm wrong I see can, carol yeah. carol is also saying friday as well thank so you i thank said it. i can admit when i'm wrong it just rarely happens you're
2: getting up there in age where we get it you know you don't listen very well you know look but... me and moses had a good time leave me alone <laughs> Jesus was your homie. (laughs) Anyways, thanks again, folks, for listening to our crazy behinds over here. And uh, make sure to join us again very soon, like I said, on Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific (laughs) Standard Time. Uh, We'll be live again. And uh, (laughs) Joe just said we got some hearing pains going on. (laughs) There we go. I like it. Go. That's a good one. Thanks, Joe. We'll definitely, we'll definitely catch you again, Jeremy. Again, always a pleasure. And we'll see the rest of you on again. Make sure you're safe out there. Still a pandemic going on. We're almost at the finish line, folks. Continue to wear your masks. You know, continue to you know practice, practice sanitation. Practice, just practice good hygiene. That's all you gotta do. It's just common sense. You know what can I say? But we'll definitely see you here on next time on the Navarro Miller Report. Have a great week, guys.
1: You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report.